0: You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. I'm Ryan Myers, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History for April 29th. Since the original Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy radio comedy in 1978, it has expanded into many different mediums. The story has appeared in radio series, novels, record albums, a TV show, a stage show, a text-based video game, a comic book, and more. But surprisingly, it wasn't until almost 30 years after its radio debut that it was finally turned into a film. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie premiered on this day in 2005. Even though it took almost three decades to get the story to the silver screen, it wasn't for lack of trying. Pitches started rolling in soon after the success of the original radio series, but Douglas Adams wasn't feeling it. He was afraid it would just come off as Star Wars with jokes. It actually got close to being made once in the early 80s when Adams struck a deal with Ivan Reitman. There were even conversations about having Dan Aykroyd or Bill Murray play Ford Prefect. But then Dan Aykroyd pitched his own idea to Reitman, a pitch that would turn into Ghostbusters and inadvertently throw the Hitchhiker's movie back into development hell for another 20 years. In 2001, Douglas Adams started working on a Hitchhiker's Guide movie with Jay Roach, hot off of his Austin Powers success. Jay Roach, not Douglas Adams. Adams even got as far as writing a few drafts of a script, when he unfortunately passed away. Roach brought in screenwriter Kerry Kirkpatrick to finish the film with Adams' notes. Jay Roach would end up leaving the project, and the director's job was offered to Spike Jones, who politely declined, but recommended Hammer and Tongs, aka director Garth Jennings and producer Nick Goldsmith, to helm the project. And finally, the world got its Hitchhiker's Guide movie. So, how did it do? Find out in just a few. The first ever television broadcast in 3D occurred today in 1953 when Los Angeles station KECA aired a half-hour of the popular science fiction show Space Patrol in an experimental, polarized format. First off, let's talk about the incredible cast of this film. In the role of Arthur Dent, you have Martin Freeman, who was relatively unknown at the time, as most people just knew him from the original UK version of The Office. But then you have Mosdef, Sam Rockwell, Zoe Deschanel, Bill Nye, Alan Rickman, John Malkovich, and Judy Dench. With Stephen Fry as the voice of the guide itself, at Adams's own request. With that cast, you could stage your reading of a restaurant menu and still end up with a gem. There were, of course, some differences between the books and the film. The Vogons have a much bigger role, for instance, and Zaphod Beeblebrox is vastly different from his book character. But for the most part, this was the Hitchhiker's Guide we know and love, which was kind of the problem. Adams's comedic style, which works so well in radio and written form, is kind of hard to translate in film, babblefish notwithstanding. You end up with something that's kind of a high bar of entry for people that don't know anything about the universe, but also somehow kind of falls flat for fans of the series— It wasn't that it was bad, not at all. It's actually pretty good for a Hitchhiker's Guide film, but it just kind of proved the point that even with A-list celebrities, a script from Douglas Adams himself, and all the money and hype Hollywood could throw behind it, it's just a story that works better in other mediums. The dry British wit, combined with universe and time-spanning stakes and fantastical world-building, and no, that's not a Magrathea joke, needs more space to breathe than a 109-minute feature film can give it. Sequels were planned, but were scrapped after The Hitchhiker's Guide underperformed. So what we're left with is a singular film that, while it may not be the best way to experience The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, is still charming in its own right. And at the very least, it gave us Alan Rickman as a paranoid android. And if that's not worth the price of admission, I don't know what is. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5, for April 29th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry.